Hey, man, how's it going? Oh, I am. Uh, I'm glorious. All things considered, uh, crazy times we live in right now. Crazy times for sure. And we're going to talk about a little of that today. Maybe throw in some tech at the end, but uh, but we have guests. Oh, I thought that's what I was referring to. Oh, was the fact that we have not one but two guests and, on today's episode, which and, is crazy. And they both are kind of crazy in their own special way. Well, they agreed to do this podcast with us. <laughs> they have to be. And, and the last person that we had on as a guest failed miserably. Yeah, the, I I hesitate to throw out the phrase dumpster fire, but he kind of crashed and burned. It was it was pretty close yeah. to a dumpster fire. Um, um, a podcast is about talking, and uh, he didn't seem to know how to talk. He didn't talk like at all. Yeah, which is kind of problematic. But we can shit all over him right now because he doesn't know how to use the internet, so he's never going to figure out how to listen to this episode. So it's all good. Well. We've kind of trashed him several times, Chris. We're talking to you, and he's yet to point it out. So, so we know that he's probably not listening. That's just very true. That's very true. So, uh, got a couple of guests today. Uh, Mitch, glad you could join us. I'm glad to be here. Oh, and you're doing well. You're already you're already ahead of Chris. Wow. I mean, the bar's low. Bar's low, but yeah, you're crushing. But I think I'm still like two and a half words behind. But not anymore. Oh, not no, anymore. No. Oh, <laughs> you did right. it. You did it. <laughs> so, so definitely ahead. All right. There's there's some pressure here. Our other guest, Norwin. Glad to be here. All right. Yeah. Well, you're still behind Chris. Oh, no. Uh, I'm, well, I'm a senior network engineer at StepCG. Yeah, uh, there you go. We usually yeah. don't talk about our uh, our employers. So no one, this, no this one knows a, who we work for. This but is now an they explicit. Oh. Uh, oh boy! Yeah, this is an explicit podcast. Cats, cats out of the bag now. So I guess we'll probably uh, edit that out in post, John. Uh, yes. When I go through my arduous process in post, I'll uh, I'll get that one. So uh, so unfortunately, removed. Norwin, everybody's going to know who you work for. Yeah, we don't work for the same company as Norwin. We're, no, no, yeah, we, we barely even know Norwin. He, <laughs> no, uh, he was on the street. He, he looked bored. We're like, hey, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had a good beard, so we invited him to join the podcast. It is, it is a good beard, yeah. It's pretty, pretty he's good. Got a, he's got a great beard for a podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> a great beard for radio. Absolutely. John's got the voice for radio, oh, and Norwin's got the beard for <laughs> the radio. beard for radio. Uh, so but, we also have a studio audience. We, uh, we do. So if you hear noise in the background... He's the the dude we wouldn't let on the podcast because yeah. uh, he called me a lesbian. So um, <laughs> he did, in fact, call Mark a lesbian. Um, you know, I still I still need to edit out from the recording where he said that, and maybe add that to our soundboard. Absolutely, you know? that that should be a sound that we should have. And if if the plum plums cast ever starts. Then, uh, then we'll use that as as our advertising for the Plums Cast. Exactly, exactly. We'll uh, we'll, we'll play that every single time before we talk about listening to the Plums Cast. It'll be, it'll be so exciting. I think we decided since we have guests that we'll probably drink throughout this episode. Yeah. So a little different than we normally do. So uh, our first beer is from the fine folks over at Rheingeist, mm-hmm. and this was one we saw. So maybe maybe preface this by uh, we live in crazy times and all the bars and nightclubs and restaurants are closed down so, except to go traffic. So how's everybody's quarantine going? We all having fun? This is the first time I have been in the office and not only been in the office, it's the first time I have left my home uh, since last, since seven days ago, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been, it's been a full seven been days fun. for you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you happen to be, for whatever reason, listening to this well in the future and you have no idea what's happening, 
We're in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. So, uh, and, and we are all uh, setting six feet apart. Yeah, we are. Um, that's why we made Plum sit like out in the hallway because we're like, dude, get away from me. Norwin looked at me like that. It's not six feet. And no. I'm like, dude, dude, you need to learn to measure. You're young. You need to measure. <laughs> I don't have that new iPad yet. Yeah. Hey, hey Norwin. Oh yeah! Into the mic, into the mic. Do, I'm already doing worse than Chris, huh? Yeah. Do I need to give you that analogy again? <laughs> oh, Jesus, no. oh. All right, you can pull that back towards so, you, but uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. Um, restaurants. I know uh, both in the state we live and the state that we very closely border and that Mitch lives in. Uh, governors have. Oh, Norman lives there. Yeah, I always forget which side of the river Norman lives on. Um, the governors of both states have mandated that bars and restaurants must be closed. So we do have some local breweries doing some cool things to still get their beer out there. And a lot of restaurants are doing different to go options as well um, for both food and in this case, beer. Yep. And sounds like the police or fire or rescue people are cruising by during our podcast. They cool. sure are. Yeah. They, they heard that Plums was less than six feet away from somebody, so they came <laughs> to take them away. They're coming All right. Good deal. So, uh, so we, uh, we're trying to, during this uh, uh, quarantine period, which is likely going to go on for weeks or months, we think, at this point in time, trying to support local businesses. So uh, oh. uh, we ate, uh, we got food to go uh, and beer to go. At a local business here in Covington, Max mm-hmm. on Main in Covington. Uh, great people took care of us. Uh, shout out to them. We'll throw them in the show notes yep. uh, and and put their uh, website in there. And uh, they have some presence on social media. I think uh, I think they have Twitter. I can't remember I if think, they have Instagram. I think you're right. They also have a Facebook, I believe, and an Instagram. Okay. And they post fairly frequently with daily right. specials and drink specials that they may have. Yeah. All right. Hey, Mitch, so, while you're... Uh, while you're riding sidecar for us, why don't you send me those links and uh, I'll add those to the show notes. That would be great. Um, Will do. Then we don't have to listen to this and remember to do it afterward. Exactly. <laughs> Which I don't want to do. But, no, because uh, we have this habit of like not keeping up with our show notes. Yeah, we're kind of bad. And then we go back in and listen so that we can put everything in. But uh, Yeah, so it is It is unfortunate that, uh, you know, a lot of these businesses are, are kind of struggling because obviously they're not getting the foot traffic they previously did. So, uh, one, we're glad to help out where we can, go get to-go food or whatnot. And uh, at Max, they have usually a pretty good draft selection and then uh, also a really good can selection. So given that no one, them included, has any idea how long this is going to last, they had a pretty solid deal for uh, make your own six pack because they don't want all their shit to basically go bad and go to waste. So um, I think it was $2 a can. Two bucks a can. So you can get a six pack, create your own for 12 bucks. So I went ahead and did that. And uh, Mark did as well. So, you know, doing what we can and also getting some pretty good beer in the process. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, um, we also, um, for the, today is the first day that Braxton is open back for uh, to go orders. Yeah. I, I know that, um, they, I think a lot of places, you know, their initial reaction was we're just going to breweries at least we're just going to close our tap room. 
but then I think the reality kind of set in that this is going to go on for longer than a lot of people may have initially thought. Uh, so everybody has kind of been scrambling to figure out what they can do to kind of not have their businesses get destroyed for however long this happens. So yeah, today was the first day that uh, Braxton had closed all their tap rooms. Uh, they reopened today just their main tap room location for to-go orders. So uh, you can either show up and buy right there, or you can go online and order and pay. Um, and you walk in and tell them, hey, I ordered online. Here's my name. And they just hand you the whatever it is that you ordered and their deals are also, I, I think they're kind of in the, the same boat as max, you know, they have no idea how long things are going to go on and they don't want to see product go to waste. So, um, their four packs of 16 ounce cans from the labs, uh, which is sort of like some of their experimental stuff that often are, are decently pricey. I mean, I know that, um, you've ordered some things for the labs before and, uh, given them to Brandy and I for our other podcast. And it would be a like, Hey, you guys can split this one. Cause these are like pretty darn pricey sometimes. And that sound you heard was, uh, Mitch opening at Braxton Labs. Yeah. Beer. Opening a new one. Um, but this was, uh, the four packs were $6 a pop, which is a absurdly bargain. cheap. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I think everybody's kind of in the same boat with that. Yeah. Um, so, um, we're getting ready to, to try the, uh, mocha stout. What is it, Mitch? It is the Mexican mocha stout, Mexican mocha stout, which I believe I've had before and liked, but, uh, this one is, is from Braxton labs. And, uh, and so, uh, I, I know, um, most things from the labs I've generally enjoyed. Some of some of the milkshake IPAs have been better than others. And then the other thing, John, that uh, if you happen to be one of those uh, sad souls who reads show notes from podcast, uh, we dropped in the uh, a link from the gnarly gnome who put. Uh, uh, the adult version of the ice cream truck um, out and uh, what's going on with uh, everything in uh, in the greater Cincinnati, northern Kentucky area. So Madtree has their uh, their truck out being the ice cream man and uh, driving around and they've, selling beer they've and got, pizza. They've got two now. Oh, they got two now. They, they added a second one to the mix today. Um, and yeah, they drive around. Uh, it's got like taps built in and... Um, you can literally go out and get beer when it's by your place. Uh, every day they're posting online sort of the planned route for each truck. Uh, and then the, the trucks, I guess they're more vans, uh, but the vans also have GPS on them. So you can go to uh, the link that'll be in our show notes, loads up the Mad Tree website. And there's a little like map display that shows you the exact route that they have been on and where they're headed. So if you keep tabs on it while you're working from home or whatnot, um, you can literally know, oh, it's like right down the street. I'll get ready and go out and get some some beer and some pizza, which is pretty pretty cool. Um, I know Mad Tree is also, uh, you can still buy to-go beer and pizza from the tap room as well. Yep. Um, and they took the... Uh, the normal form online where you could have previously gone to order pizza online and they added a new section in there for um, 
uh, six packs. So if you want to do it all in one fell swoop, you can throw a couple six packs on there and uh, order some pizza too. And they had a couple of beers that I had not had. I know there was a new wheat. They, they had there. some, yeah, they had some good selection. And uh, was that wheat pray love? Yes. Yeah, I think they had. Uh, I think they had Rubus Cacao. Uh, they did also. Yeah, which is another beer that we've kind of been low key obsessed with as of late. So um, yeah. pretty interesting. I thought that. Yeah, and that one uh, that one varies every year a little bit, but it's it's always one of my favorites for sure. It is consistently good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's also the only beer um, that I think I've ever had where I was like, "This is worse on nitro than than not." Um, I was actually up at Mad Tree with Mitch and another guy that we worked with maybe a month ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, was it you, Mitch, who got it on Nitro? I did. So I ordered it on Nitro. It was the first one I've had yet this season. And so I ordered it on Nitro and I was like, oh, let's switch it up a little bit. And while I'm drinking it, it wasn't as good as I remembered. And then after I finished that, I got a taste of the regular mm-hmm. Rubis Cacao and it was so much better. Because it's a, is it it a blackberry stout? Is that right? Raspberry. Raspberry. Yeah. Raspberry chocolate stout. Yeah. And the, the nitro is just, you know, nitro always kind of like tames things, makes it like really kind of smooth and creamy, but you really lost the raspberry flavor from and, it. And that's been my experience. Sometimes I really like nitro, but sometimes it, it will really take one of the flavors mm-hmm. and send it too much in, in a different direction for sure. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, um, that was one of the options for, um, for six packs on the website that they had. And then the gnarly gnome, we'll have the link in the show notes as well. He's got, uh, what everybody is doing and I'm sure that'll evolve over time. So I don't know if he's going to update this particular link or post new ones, but, uh, the gnarly gnome is a cool guy. He runs the Cincinnati Brewcast podcast, uh, free plug for him. Uh, they talk to all the local, uh, breweries and people in the community and they've been uh, doing the podcasting thing for a long long time and and are extra cool and uh, so uh, maybe one of these days we'll be as big as they are yeah we can only hope so and and yeah that's definitely like really clutch information to have if you're a person who you know happens to actually be a fan of beer i don't even really like beer that much so why, why do we hang out with people that don't like beer? That's I, I God, it's, it's a little weird. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll have to talk to her about that. <laughs> so, uh, so we'll roll into the show. So we guys, in case you didn't notice, we just kind of ramble on and on. And, uh, and we're, we're low key here. Our, uh, our show is about us. So we hope people listen to it and learn something and enjoy hearing us talk. Um, I, we do have one person that, uh, that commented to John that's like, do you all make money at that? Why, why do you, why do you do that? I, I don't think he saw any value in our conversation. The, the exact phrasing because it's burned into my very soul was, so what do you get out of that? In, in almost that exact tone as well. It wasn't even like you don't make money. Like, what do you even get out of it as a person? Like, why would you waste your time doing, doing that? And in case you guys aren't regular listeners to the show, first I'll be disappointed. But um, this is really what John and I do. So, like, we go to a brewery and just shoot the shit like this. And so we were sitting at a, a brewery in L.A. 
and we were like, we should do a podcast. And, and we literally were neither of us, both being introverts, were talking to each other at the time. And I came up with, with the theme and the name and didn't tell him. I texted it to him. He did. He was sitting right next to me, by the way. But uh, but this is really just a conversation that John and I would have at a brewery about tech and culture mm-hmm. and what's going on in the world and travel and things. And so uh, if nobody listens, cool, but uh, but we're having fun. It's, it's fun to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I also had, uh, I had another, another person ask me, um, I, I have a magnet on my refrigerator at home for my other podcast, the Unusually Pink podcast. And uh, someone saw it and was like, so you can actually like make money from, from doing that podcast? And I was like, absolutely not. I spend a lot of money on it between the domain and the artwork and the hosting and the stickers and the rings and everything else on the planet. Uh, we, we spend a lot of money, but that's about it. Yeah, uh, so- one thing we could try to do is see if Norwin could talk to... Uh, his manager or something and see if his company could sponsor this podcast. Good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah since we all know who he works for now. We can, yep. we can yeah. Have so we're not editing that out. No, uh, no, no, there's, there's, there's no edit work that happens uh, here. This is John, a, John and I both are, are very capable of editing audio and video. And, and we decided when we started this podcast, there's no fucking editing. Yeah, no. Uh, and the other the other podcast that I do, uh, she does a great job. Brandy will like painstakingly go through and she edits the episodes. And if there's like a background noise or something, she'll edit that out. She'll even do the edit out like, well, there was like a kind of a gap of dead air while we were both like taking a drink at the same time or something like that. And Or somebody it, burped into the microphone. Yeah. And um, Mark and I are like... Man, that sounds, it's great work, but like, fuck that. We're not going to do it. So, no. Uh, in, in fact, no the studio, we designed this studio so that anybody could use it and all they want it, all they have to want to do is talk. Yep. Hit the button but and you go. There's, there's music preloaded. There's big fat buttons. There's a big red thing that says record and that's all you do. That's it. So, um, unfortunately, uh, you're going to be scarred for life. <laughs> <laughs> right after we were talking all that shit about uh, Chris. Yeah. You know, yep. I just stepped on it. Huh? Oh, 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 no, hey. no, 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 you're, you're still way. You're going to have to make a whole lot of more mistakes before you're at Chris's level. You're, you're good, man. You're good. Also, I mean, we don't say anything about Chris on this podcast that we don't say to his face all the time anyway, right? Absolutely. Like it's yeah. it's kind of like when Mitch asked me from listening to the Unusually Pink podcast, like how well I knew Garrett because we just shit all over Garrett all the time. And I'm like, oh no, I know Garrett really well. Like been to his house a bunch of times. I know like his extended family. It's I worked with him for a decade. I know him super well. Like we just, we say the same stuff to him in person. It's fine. Hey. Hey, John, when we were all those working from all those breweries in uh, Orlando and we had to log into their uh, their uh, capture page for Wi-Fi, <laughs> what pass, what what uh, what email address did you use? Uh, I use the same one I always use for any of this sort of captive portals where I know that they just want an email address and I don't have to like log into it and accept anything, which is Garrett's email address. I use that all the time. Huh, I did yeah. the same thing. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So what's what's really interesting about that is I used my own email address at Braxton. And one of the perks of doing that is I have now have a coupon for a $6 growler fill. Yeah. Well, so apparently Garrett does too. Apparently. He might, he might have a few, yeah. Times, the two it, of you it, have been it, there. As often as we do Garrett, 
he he should probably be in free beer for a year. Although I don't think the CFO allows him to have a beer more than once or twice every six months. Yeah, no, he's not the uh, he's not the drinking type. Really, he's not really permitted to do that sort of thing. He he invited me out to uh, one of our favorite places in Lexington, West Six to meet uh, up with drunk in Kentucky, Jeremy. Yep, yep. And, I was invited uh, to the same. Yeah, and I was, uh, I think I was out of town or sick or something. I can't remember, and I couldn't make it. But but I was really devastated because Garrett gets out so infrequently, I hated to miss it. Yeah, there was um, there was like one time he was permitted to go to, uh, to Country Boy. He went to Country Boy in Georgetown once. Um, it was it was fun um, having him out there, but he he was basically like David Gay, only he didn't order the extra beer just to not drink it. If that makes any sense, he he just had like a beer and then that was it. So speaking of your boy David Gay, he uh, he texted me uh, all kinds of Apple stuff this morning. Uh, uh, I didn't have time. I was driving to give him shit and say, "Hey, man, you want to have a beer?" And then for him to never show up. You know, let, let's 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 tangent for a second. Talk about David Gay because he's he's just uh, he's one of those people that like there's there's no there, there's no saving certain things in his mind. He's just prejudiced against them. And so I sent him some of the Apple links this morning because he's like a prolific so, hater of so, all so things did Apple. I, did I get? The Apple links from you via David. Um, probably. When did he send them to you? Uh, I was driving up here, so I'm gonna say nine nine thirty. Yeah. Then yes, I sent them to him. Yeah. And, and just so uh, you know, there was no attribution. There was no. Hey, of course, that not. really smart guy JFabHD sent me these these links. I I sent him the uh, I sent him both of the links for the new MacBook Air and the new iPad that we'll talk about later on in the show. And I was like, dude, that new iPad Pro looks sick. And he just was like immediately shitting all over it. And he was like, that looks so janky. The keyboard looks like the worst typing experience ever, which, you know, <laughs> David for... So, so plums, you just... Get sneezed. the fuck out, buddy. Get out. <laughs> you just sneezed on all of us. And and you, and, and you leaned forward. You coronavirus-having motherfucker. The Get out of here. Foot, the six-foot rule, man, means you turn around to sneeze, not sneeze forward. Hey, Norwin, can you reach behind you and just shut that door? <laughs> Filling yeah, the enclosed <laughs> space with yeah, coronavirus. And, and Norwin, you, you might want to wipe the back of your shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So classy. You know what we like about our podcast, Plums? We can we can say anything we want to say. This is true. Because we don't actually announce who we work for. <laughs> <laughs> We're not associated with our employer in this, but uh, I like everybody else. But no, uh, so, David. So David stole your your thunder with me. And uh, and then he did the same thing. He was running it down about the three hundred dollar keyboard. Yeah, and then he was like, "Oh, it's the worst typing experience ever." Which, for the record, David, how, how would he know? Well, David for years used the shittiest keyboards ever, even at his like home setup. And I kept telling him, "Dude, to play games, you got to have a decent mechanical keyboard." And he said for years, "Like, no, those are terrible. I don't want to use one." And then he finally tried it. Finally tried it and was like, oh, those are like really nice. And he bought a few and the whole nine yards. And so my first question was, I'm like, what's well, the same keyboard as on like the new MacBook Pros that just came out, like the one you've got. And I'm like, have you typed on one of those? He goes, well, no. 
And I'm like, then how do you know? Why you just, why you got to hate for no reason? And, you don't even have any idea. And so I'm not a pro typist like you are. So, so I, I hunt and peck, but I can get moving fairly quickly after years and years of practice. And I'll tell you that I like the keyboard on my current iPad pro as well as I like it on my brand new 16 inch MacBook pro because I'm not a touch typist and it works really well for me. So, so I, it absolutely is not a dumpster fire at all. No, it's the, good keyboard. The previous versions of the MacBook was a dumpster fire. That, yeah, that yeah. With often. where you got like a speck of dust under and it broke in the whole nine yards um, was problematic. Still, I don't think a bad, I think that's the keyboard that's on Brandy's MacBook Pro. Um, and it's not a bad typing experience. It's just not like. It, yeah. Durable, but I mean, honestly, as far as is a typing snob, like my typing gets identified on like our conference calls um, because I type quickly and it's a good, it's it's about probably, I would say the best typing experience with switches that have that low of a profile, that little travel to them. So yeah, absolutely. Um, looks, looks good. But anyway, not to. So as, as we transition early. to the uh, topics for the day in our show notes, like how we all have coronavirus. Thanks plums. Coronavirus. Yeah. Thanks plums. Um, <laughs> How how did uh, our guests like the uh, the Mexican stout? How was that for you all? That was good. Uh, tasted kind of chocolatey. I guess that's what the mocha stands for. Oh boy! Nope. <laughs> You're gonna have to do it. You're gonna nope. have to do it, Mark. No, no. Uh, it's not even worth it, John. <laughs> nope. It's not even worth it. Into into the microphone. Into the microphone. Not just just like you're doing. What? Yes. <laughs> that, oh, that motion I, that I, okay, I, I I thought I what I said about the beer was no, no. was a problem. Okay, I'm, no, no. Okay. It's, it's I just got to talk into this the microphone. Into the microphone. Got it. Okay, yeah. we got this. And and next time you don't talk into it, then we're gonna we're gonna out you to okay. to how you need to do it, and then you'll probably do it correctly the rest of the show. Yeah, because I wouldn't want to be outed like that when I just stated the company that I work for at the start of the episode. So <laughs> yeah, you know that'd be bad. <laughs> that'd be really embarrassing. So uh, Mitch, what did you think about the beer? I liked it. It's been a while since I've regularly drank in stouts, but as far as a uh, a varying style than what I typically enjoy, I really enjoyed it. Good. It was it was good. Um, not too heavy on the the mocha. It was. I'm not a coffee drinker. Nor am so, I. Yep. But and it wasn't overpowering. It was just a little little bit there, fairly subtle, and it was good. It, it seems like that when I've had it on tap, there's been a little more spice to it in the back of your throat after the swallow and i don't sense that on this one do we, do we have to phrase it like that <laughs> well i mean it's it's to help nor norwin know how to use the oh <laughs> uh, this is gonna be a good episode boys i can feel it and, already and, and we just doesn't matter if we remember what we talked about we just hit the explicit button when yeah. we publish because we know that uh that we probably talked about uh, something really bad during the show. Do, think, do, 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 do. Which is which is Norwin why we don't announce who we work for. <laughs> <sighs> so John, there's oh, there's yes. this there's yeah. this thing going around called the uh, coronavirus. You mean no? like specifically going around this room right now? Probably <laughs> after plums blasted it in here. Yeah, there's like, there's the coronavirus. It's uh it's 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 super duper not good. It's not, and and it's uh, it's taken 
us in the United States a long time to to figure out this is a serious health event that needs to be treated seriously. Despite the fact that we saw what happened in both mainland China and Italy, we chose to ignore that as, yeah. as a nation. And and so uh, Iran tried to bury it for a while, and and then literally some of the satellite images showed mass graves. Yes, and and so now um, Iran has who 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 originally said no big deal, no big deal. Now they're saying, holy shit, this could affect millions in Iran. Yeah. Yep. It's it's insane. Yeah. It's. Uh it's not a good situation, which the fact that, you know, we've all been working from home for a week, businesses are closed. Um, I think we had mentioned earlier that, you know, um, gubernat- gubernatorial mandate, is that the yep, uh, gubernatorial, yeah, gubernatorial mandate, mandate uh, executive orders saying, hey, bars, restaurants have to close. Just when we walked down to Max to pick up our or to, to get our, our food. Um, to go, obviously there were some other businesses that like, they're just stores, right? They don't have to be closed, but like most of them were closed with signs up saying like, Hey, there's a freaking pandemic. Like we're not open. So. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to expose themselves and, and their customers to, to things. So, right. um, so anybody here know anybody that, that has the, uh, the COVID-19 or coronavirus? Yeah, I, I actually, I do. Uh, his name is Andrew Palumbo. Uh, he just sneezed <laughs> it all into this fucking room. So, uh, also, yeah. uh, Mark, Mitch, Norwin, and John. I know all these people. Yeah. Uh, who we, we my, beer, my beer has tasted different. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I think the answer is there. We, we don't know You're anybody. Crass. And, and, we don't know anybody that knows that to, they have it, which to, is, I think, Yeah, point. to get on my high horse is that, uh, so in the show notes, I put a thing about uh, some NBA players. And and certainly anybody that has any illness, I'm not making light of that at all. But it appears to me that if you're rich, have influence, and have access, then you can get a test. However, if any of us needed a test or any of our family members needed a test, the likelihood that we could get tested right now is slim and none and slim just left town. I read a story last night in the, in the LA times about a guy who, who he and his wife had been on an overseas trip. They got back and before they headed home, they had a layover in the Los Angeles area. She became ill. She, she was barely breathing. He had to, to perform CPR on her. They rushed her to the hospital. She was diagnosed with the coronavirus. She died. He is 72. He just came from overseas. He was with a person that died from the coronavirus, and he was denied a test because the answer that he was given was, well, you don't meet any of the criteria so to, to do a test. And, and, and that seems to be a story that I've heard over and over again. And, and I think the answer there is there's not really any criteria. It's that we don't have any fucking test available right. because we stuck our head in the, in the ground as, as a government for so long. And now we're, we're drastically paying, playing catch up. And, and while the social distancing, the self quarantining and, and the closure of all the businesses, I'm, I'm all in on that. I think, I think that makes sense. 
and that's what other successful countries have done. What what I find incredibly um, problematic is is that people can't get tested, and and so that just makes no sense to me. That uh, if we were NBA stars or if we were a famous uh, legislator or other uh, luminary, we could get tested. But people that act, actually may be sick, the answer is, well, you self-quarantine yourself because we don't have any test. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, we've we've all seen news like, you know, Tom Hanks has the coronavirus. Idris Elba has the coronavirus. A lot of, you know, like you said, a bunch of NBA players have the coronavirus. It's, uh, there's there's definitely a pattern of of that. And and if we look at the numbers, because I don't, I don't know about you, but uh, Johns Hopkins University put together like a pretty awesome system for tracking and mapping out confirmed cases. And when you'll sit there and look at them as they, uh, they climb up, um, I have it open all the time, and I believe the link's already in our show notes for that map. And, and, um, and to clarify for anybody that's listening, don't go search for that and maybe get the wrong thing. Click on our show notes because there are actually malware-infested sites that are replicating the actual John Hopkins uh, ArcGIS site. Yeah, because it's not like uh, it's not a URL that you're just going to like figure out. Um, so a lot of places are trying to take advantage of that. Um, but you know, when you look at those numbers, you're like, way more people have it than the numbers are are indicating. It's just that people either can't get tested or they're not trying to get tested. That being said, uh, I did open it. So I worked from home most of the morning. Um, when I left home right around noon, um, the United States had, um, just shy of 6,500 confirmed cases and looking at it now, about three hours later, we're at 7,663. So confirmed cases have bumped up by a thousand in the past three hours. And you have to figure that's still such a small portion of who actually has it. The, the head of the Health and Human Services Agency in Ohio last week said that they felt like 1% of Ohioans had, uh, would have positive tests of the coronavirus. And, and so that number, based on their population, is around 117,000 people that the head of the Health and Human Services Organization for, for a state believes are actually infected. So, so our numbers, certainly, um, especially the way we, we waited, unlike some other countries like, like China that, that jumped on it, China has dense population, so their numbers are huge. But when you, when you look at them and map them, they, they started leveling off uh, a number of days ago and have started to slightly increment down because mm-hmm. of the measures they took. And, and we waited. And, and so their peak was in January, like the 22nd, 23rd, or 24th, something along those lines. And, and today we're uh, past the middle of March, and we are just now jumping in with both feet from a, from a prevention standpoint. Yeah. I saw a report. 
support. Um, it's one of the many that I've I've spammed our uh, signal group that uh, all of us are a part of, other than Plums. Um, it's probably a reason for that because he's spreading disease. Because exactly. Um, I had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. Um, but I'd shared a link there um, that shared some of the breakdown of um, it, it kind of framed China's reaction within the context, not of how many cases they had, but how many known cases they had. Yep. And so when they started to take things really seriously, they still had relative to the like 80,000 cases they ended up having uh, reported confirmed total. Um, it was a relatively low number. The actual amount of cases was significantly higher than that. They just didn't know, um, which is why when you look at when their containment efforts started for like a week after that, the numbers were still skyrocketing. But that's because the number was so much higher than they actually realized at the time that it started. Um, then you could see that, oh, well... If we put all those numbers into context, then the actions that they took had a very sharp action in reducing the number of cases, which should have been a, a great sign for everybody else that uh, getting on top of that sooner rather than later was an extremely beneficial thing to do. Yeah, and a number of other countries um, took the cues from China and and were very proactive in, in making some things happen and and putting the social distancing and closing down and and but more importantly uh, than all of that if you look at and we've got a number of resources in our show notes for folks to look at and in fact the one you're referencing is a multi 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 page pdf that has a lot of um, oh no that's it's a different one oh you're, yeah. you're talking about a different one yeah but th we we have a pdf that has uh, tons and tons of analytical data in there and when you compare the number of of tests uh, per million, we are the uh, allegedly the most civilized and most technically advanced and most modern country in the world, according to our own PR, and and yet we are nearly at the bottom of the list of of how good a job we're doing relative to that. Yeah, and uh, the the thing with the article you're referencing, uh, which I believe was just released, um, it had been late last night. I think it came it out was. in the UK. Um, it, it it had really good models that sort of said almost the same thing as so many other articles that we've seen that said, "Hey, um, without drastic drastic action, like millions of people in the United States alone." Uh, are going to die because of this. We have to take really dramatic action. We got to do it now to to start to, you know, to say the same phrase everybody in the universe has been saying, to flatten the curve, not overwhelm the healthcare system, put doctors into a position where they can actually help everybody who is impacted. Uh, but the thing this article talked about that really stood out to me that I hadn't seen so much news about previous was the fact that the drastic action they're talking about with self-isolation, social distancing, all that sort of thing, um, is the length of time it will require to do that um, to prevent a resurgence of the virus. Yes. Um, where it was really talking about how, um, I believe the exact phrase they used was herd immunity. Until you have 
um, a tipping point of herd immunity, you have to maintain those procedures because otherwise it'll just get fired up all over again. Um, and what they were predicting, I think it was just a day or two ago that somebody created the first vaccine for it. Uh, they injected it into a live human being, skipping the normal animal trials. Um, somebody volunteered, said, hey, I'll do it. Um, but now they have to monitor that person for 12 months yep. to make sure there's no adverse effect. Once that monitoring is complete and they're like, okay, it's not going to kill you. It'll just protect you from the virus. Now they have to start producing large quantities. They got to distribute, they got to give it to people. And so they're saying like 18 months before you can vaccinate a large portion of the population to get that herd immunity. And they were really saying like, you're going to have to do at best, like once the numbers get low enough, you could do like a month of like, let's live like normal. And then you're doing another two months of like, okay, everybody go hole up inside again and yeah. wait and kind of do that off and on until you hit that point. I think it was the opposite of that. So I think it was two months of norm normal activity and then one month of of hibernation again. I feel pretty confident. Do you? I, okay. I could be wrong. I'll, I'll look while we keep talking. Yeah, but keep, it's one of those for sure. But, but either way, it's it's if you do if you do that over a twelve month period of time, that's wild. Whether it's two months or one month, that's that's a significant portion from from a business standpoint, from a family standpoint, from from a healthcare standpoint. All those things that is a, 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 an absolute complete change in lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's not going to be like and that 18, normal life for a long time. Yeah, and that 18 months, that was an aggressive, that's, that was not the normal time frame. That was the projected aggressive time frame. If everything falls into place and everything is really nearly perfect and, and all the trials work as they're supposed to work. I know in the United Kingdom, there uh, some of the trials have popped up and they're paying people like $4,500 to, uh, to become infected with the, uh, with the coronavirus. Yeah, I, I was about to say, it's probably even better if you, you, you get uh, infected and uh, get cured. Yes, I mean. Well, and, and I've, you, you know, conflicting information, but you may be, so what I've read and, and sounds like you've read is that, you know, if you get it, then you're going to be immune to it in the future. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like the flu, there are strains. So you have to wonder, is is this just the first mm. rush of this and then it mutates like, like a number of the flus have done? Um, I know the last time we had a big deal with the flu was what the swine flu back in the uh, Obama administration. I don't remember yeah. what year that was. Um, that would have been 2008 or 2009. I think yeah. 09 because that was my freshman year at college. Okay. And and that was a big deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember that being a big deal. Well, isn't a Corona a, a subsect of uh, SARS? Isn't it is. It? Yeah. Yep. So yeah. It, it's already mutated then. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, if you got SARS, are you immune to Corona? I don't think so from okay. what I read. Okay. No. So um, I listened so, to an in-depth medical uh, podcast of this the other day, and uh, it really quickly got over my head about uh, the proteins and the spikes and, and how it attacks your system and things like that. But uh, um, suffice to say, we, we, we weren't prepared. 
There, interestingly, uh, there's a 2015 TED Talk where uh, Bill Gates warned of this, said we need to get ready now, and uh, he was 100% correct. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and um, clearly he orchestrated this. <laughs> so well, that, that actually kind of segues into what I was going to mention. We've been sharing in uh, the aforementioned signal group a lot of different uh, articles we found, documents we found, studies we found, and uh, different information we've seen posted on Twitter. And in almost every single thread on Twitter, you see something profound, like the link to this TED talk from Bill Gates. And like the very first reply was from somebody like posting a screenshot of like some document that basically was amounting to claiming that some company like genetically created this virus and like Bill and Melinda Gates were like, co-founders of or something just absurd like that um which if you then plug the account into bot sentinel which is a a a sadly desperately needed service that you can put twitter accounts into that figures out it gives them basically a rating of like how much of a troll douchebag is this person or a modern day snow yeah basically yes um and of course you plug it in there and it's like this is probably not even a real human being it's some kind of you know troll bot that's just trying to cause dissent and division and whatever else Um, But just the sheer amount of like garbage information that people are posting um, from the perspective of obviously something like that, that's just conspiracy horseshit or just people posting stuff online. They're like, this is the flu. We don't have to worry about this. Like I'm going to go do whatever. And I'm like, one, chances are the person posting that is not going out and doing whatever they're staying at home and then just getting other people to go out and do whatever just for the sake of. I guess being a piece of shit, I don't, I don't really know, but like, it's, it's absurd how every single thread I see like the top couple of replies and I'm like, there's no way this is, this is legit and plug them into bot sentinel. And sure enough, they're like all just trolls. But sadly, even, even though the trolls out there and, and those of us that know how to look for those things, uh, look for those and we write them off. Sadly, a lot of people buy into that stuff. Exactly. On the well, other side, it's of dangerous. That, there are there are good resources like ProPublica, and and I, I sent this article to you all, but I'm just I'm just shaking my head. There there's a pro-Trump Facebook group. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Excuse me. I sent that article. Oh, you sent that. <laughs> Don't article. be stealing. Are you, are you David Gay over there? I sent the, I sent the other pro. Pro you Publica. you did send the other ProPublica yeah. one. Don't be stealing my thunder right, too. Yeah. Holy right. cow! Did so, Mark just try to steal uh, <laughs> your credit there? So so the ProPublic or the ProTrump ProPublica Facebook group story just just fucking amazing. It it, it amazed and terrified me in equal parts. Twenty seven thousand people in this group, and and. By all uh, understanding of the article, they're they're all in for the most part. Yeah, uh, and and the the group is catered toward mainly firefighters, but also other emergency response personnel. Uh, and basically, all of them are buying into the theory that. Um, this whole thing is basically a hoax staged to make 
to to wreck the economy and make the president look bad. Well, the president looks bad on his own. Uh, we 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 generally try. To he doesn't away, need any help in yeah, that regard. Doesn't no. doesn't need any help. But but then all sorts of and, misinformation and f- that feeds other people like. Um, this was a biological weapon developed by the Chinese yep. in col- developed by the Chinese in collaboration with the Democrats to stop the riots in Hong Kong. I mean, if you know anything about the world, all, most of those things conflict with one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's absurd. Um, and, and I I just I don't I can't fathom like what's what's the logic behind it? Like it. Did, did China and the Democrats um, just happen to blanket like Northern Italy with this to make it look more like a, a natural occurrence? Or, I mean, it's just, it's nonsensical. But, but these are emergency response personnel who may very well be coming into contact with people who have been exposed and infected and you're not going to take it seriously? It blows my mind. And, and so then they're going to infect other people because of their callous activity. Yeah, they'll, they'll drag it around um, and continue about their lives as normal um, and, and pass it around. Yeah, it's that's that was a terrifying it, article. Is, is Plums the first responder? No, thank God. All right. Yeah. Just making sure. No, he's patient zero in, in Covington, but other than that. So I only had one more topic in this. If you have more, we can keep going. Otherwise, we'll get to the tech. But but is the real ID really real? Because I'm already seeing, uh, so Kentucky uh, being a habitual seller dweller, we, um, we, we're always last in uh, things, and last is never really good. And so we're one of the last... Uh, states that actually uh, has to comply with the Real ID Act of, uh, I think, 1409. It's been <laughs> around for so long, it seems like. And, uh, and, and, and we're bringing up the, the rear as usual. And so um, I'm already seeing, uh, I saw a, a release from the TSA about they were relaxing the October deadline for uh, compliance with the Real ID Act with uh, federal facilities and travel and, and things like that. And uh, so uh, I think we're, we're probably going to see a large number of these things. I don't, th- has there been an official uh, declaration about taxes yet? Uh, no, there, there hasn't been. Uh, the last I heard is that was, do, do you mean, Yearly income tax yeah. or the tax break that no, they were the talking about? Uh, no, I've not seen anything about that. In fact, given that I've been sitting at home staring at the walls, uh, I actually just went ahead and did mine this past weekend because I was like, the fuck else am I going to do? I'm stuck here. So, yeah. Uh, so, I'm not seeing, I don't see anything else. I, but, th- I thought uh, Stephen Mnuchin said something in a press gaggle or something like that about um, maybe doing it in the next two weeks. Giving yeah. people a thousand dollars a month or whatever. Well, no, he's he's talking about the filing your taxes, filing like your yearly your income taxes. Yeah. Uh, the the tax break that you're referring to, um, that there were had been plans about an income tax break that they were not going to, to basically so that you wouldn't have to pay your taxes. The concern there was much more that it wouldn't give the injection of income into 
the population as quickly. Yeah. And then they switch to saying like, instead of that sort of indirectly giving you money, we might just directly give you money. We might yeah, give yeah. you a check. Yeah. Well, they did that in 2008 too. The, but well, on it a was smaller a, scale. On a smaller yeah, scale. Much, yeah. 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 yeah, much smaller. So, and, and I really wanted to move off this topic and on to, to <laughs> tech, but um, things are stalled in Congress right now in Washington because the the Senate wants to make sure that there's a corporate bailout of this and and most of the companies that need to be bailed out, Delta, people like that, they uh, for the past few years have been buying back stock. Thank you. I was gonna say the exact same thing. And, yeah. I, I, every time I see in the news about an airline bailout because, they're hit so hard by people not traveling. I'm like the last time they were bailed out, they took all that money and bought up all their own stock. Yeah. And, and so, but it's, it's airlines, it's banks, it's other financial organizations, it's automakers, it's, it's even Apple. I'm an Apple fanboy. Even Apple has had a, a buyback strategy. And most of those companies use that buyback strategy to pay their executives, not to benefit their employees. And, and now, they don't have a rainy day fund. They don't have any way to to continue to be a viable business. Um, they're all for capitalism and lack of government regulations un- until they fuck up. They don't save for a rainy day, and then they want the yep. government to bail them out. And and that just cuts through me in every way possible when, when everybody is anti-government and anti-regulation um, but every time uh, the tough, it, it gets tough out, then they're looking for their handout. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I saw some, uh, I don't know if she's articulated it into policy, but I saw some things from Senator Warren about um, she, won't, she won't be in favor of any government bailouts until the minimum wage is $15 an hour, uh, you have to do all these certain things, and you cannot do any any buybacks or executive uh, uh, raising executive salaries for three years if you take any of these monies. I think uh, Biden uh, adopted that plan recently. Did he? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I saw the bailout plan. Yeah. yeah. So so I mean, if we're going to do that, I, I'm not in favor of it at all. But if we're going to do that, I certainly agree with Senator Warren. Um, and and Vice President Biden, that there have to be there there have to be rules. You can't just come because you didn't run your company well and you gave all your executives uh, a, a boatload of money. Um, but in any in, but in good times, when a citizen, when the consumers have a problem, you want the government to be hands off. But you're absolutely willing to take the government's money when you don't do anything well. I, I feel like the same can be said about a lot of individuals at this current time, too. Sure. Um, as they sort of spitball this idea of like, well, there might be like a two different windows where you just get like a check from the government for a certain amount of money based on your income level, size, your family, that sort of thing. Um, I've not heard a single person say like, I would never accept that money. But you're also super opposed to democratic socialism, which is exactly, exactly what that thing. is. Absolutely. So you'll take the thousand dollars. Yeah. But you, don't, but you don't want 
socialism. You, you actually like uh, objectively voted against that. So uh, kind of funny. I'm surprised you're not sticking to your morals there, uh, a lot of people. I, um, I had this poli-sci professor at Eastern <laughs> Kentucky University, Ralph Freddy. And, and the only thing I remember from, from him in that class is he talked about how the mass is ignorant. And he, and he talked about over the course of history, of human history, uh, uh, all the things where, where people are contradictory to, to what they should be doing and what, what they say their values are. And this is certainly an example of that. I, I completely agree. Our guests have been kind of quiet while we've been on our soapbox. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I did, I did want to mention just real quick, um, just this couple weeks ago, actually right before we took our um, perilous adventure uh, to Florida for the uh, PodFest uh, that we had talked about a couple episodes ago. When um, you contracted the swine flu. And coronavirus and SARS and everything. Yeah, because everyone's there. I just got everything yep. at the same time, and that's probably the only reason I'm not sick. They're all battling it out inside of me right now. Yep. Uh, nobody's like asserted dominance yet. But we did um, self medicate that whole week. We absolutely did to <laughs> uh, to some very hungover mornings. But um, the uh, right before that trip, I had actually looked up what I needed to do to get my real ID. Uh, they do offer them here. Thank goodness. Uh, cause I still need a new ID for moving. Uh, and then I haven't done it yet cause, uh, the world kind of went to pieces um, in between then and now. So I've, I've not actually made my way out there, but I, I do have all the paperwork gathered up. So uh, maybe in a future episode, assuming the, uh, the world like starts spinning on its axis again, um, I can, I can share what that experience looks like cause I need to do that. Yep. Absolutely. So Mitch, you were getting ready to say something. That was it. All right. <laughs> Should we get off our soapbox? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, if, if anybody who regularly listens to this is listening now, they're just like, oh, just shut the fuck up and talk about what Apple's doing. Like, God damn it. We're going to get four. We're going to get four downloads. I think two of those are mine. I think one is my iPad and one is my, my uh, iPhone. John probably has an automatic download, so that's three. I, I don't. You don't? I don't. So One, I, one's one's going to be Sam, and he's going to turn it off after like 10 minutes and be like, these guys are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have an automatic download set to download it, but Google Podcast does not do automatic downloads. Seriously. Yep. Uh, you know that on Android, there are a number of other uh, podcatchers you can use that are better. There are. I've played around with a few of them, and... And then I got lazy. I always like Pocket Cast. I use Pocket Cast because uh, it went across platforms, so I could I could use it on my uh, iOS devices and my Android devices. So something to something to look at. Yep. So, uh, John, let's talk tech. It was yeah. Uh, let's do let's do that. Let's, let's so th- do that. Let's talk about this stuff that uh, I sent David Gay that he then sent to you and pretended like. He had one original thought in his yeah, entire body beyond his blind hatred. Yeah. He, he didn't mention JFab HD once. So, so Apple was rumored to have an event in March, and obviously uh, the events of the world uh, uh, messed that up. Yes. So, um, so Apple had uh, started to uh, to do some things and and release some some things and today apparently was a big day yeah i had honestly i had no idea i hadn't seen anything Uh, i happened to because i'm not david gay i'll i'll be full transparency i uh 
signed into my laptop this morning around 7.30 to start work, and uh, I fired up good old Twitter, and uh, Renee Ritchie had been tweeting the links to all of Apple's press releases for all their new stuff. Yeah, so, Renee's terrific. Yeah, he's pretty awesome, uh, so I, I got the real early scoop based from that. Yeah, so... Um, kind of came out of nowhere. So then you texted me and, and started... Uh, well, I sent it I sent it to the uh, the Signal group that so we yeah, don't have Plums group. in so yep. that everybody other than Plums would know, yeah. And uh, you started trying to shame me into a, a new iPad. <laughs> I did. And Did uh, it work? Well, I'm thinking now. So, <laughs> so I thought I would uh, blow past this one. So I usually get a new thing every year. And, uh, but I got the new iPad pro last year and I had skipped a generation before that because there hadn't been much of an improvement where this last iPod iPad pro was a pretty big, uh, uh, change. Um, this one looks uh, incredibly interesting. So, uh, I went out to uh, YouTube to look at, uh, some of the reviews and, uh, turns out that Apple apparently didn't precede this one. So usually there's an embargo, and when they yep. announce it, there's a, a metric shit ton of the usual, I Justine and the usual people, and they have their uh, their reviews mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I checked before we started this podcast, and uh, there weren't any reviews. There there were articles or there were videos about yep. it, but they were all, you know, had screen captures and things. Nobody actually had one of them in their hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it really seemed like they just kind of – ninja this one out there um though when when you mention it being in their hands uh the funny part of the articles uh for all those press releases were basically that uh it would be they're basically all the new stuff so the the two big things were a new um ipad pro and a new MacBook Air, and both press releases stated um, that they were available for pre-orders starting right now, and they would be, and I quote, available in stores starting next week. So I'm um, going to have to go to China to get mine. Yeah, Apple closed every store other than the ones in mainland China. So uh, tickets are pretty cheap now. Yeah, yeah, I bet they you are. could fly out there on the on the cheap. Yeah, but uh, it's three hundred dollars round that, trip. I found that funny. Um, that they phrased it that way. Is it that cheap? But, yep. $300 round trip. But, but I mean, you're, you're like on the hook, right? Because they, they described the new iPad pro. Let me, let me read it. I pulled it up here. Okay. The combination of pro cameras, pro audio, and the large display make the iPad pro a versatile mobile studio for creative pros, including filmmakers, video professionals, podcasters and other content creators like you have to get one right i know and 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 then when you read some of the the text it's like this is faster than most pcs available on the market today so uh uh you don't want to do that but go ahead so um so i don't know i'm gonna look at it so so i have a uh a twelve point nine. For those of you that are not watching this on video, none of you are because there is no video. We are trying. Uh, tell me the name, Mitch. It is a crazy brewski. Crazy a- brewski from uh, Chechnya, Chechnya, Lithuania, Lithuania, and uh, it is a fifteen percent pilsner. It's an imperial pilsner. Which, if you, uh, any of you have listened to John's other podcast, the Unusually Pink, they have mentioned this beer. 
in a previous episode. We we did because uh, I think Mitch and I were just like randomly talking about like imperial uh, pilsners yeah, and imperial uh, lagers. Just just, just yeah. imperial beers in. It looks just like it, a face. Yeah, like piss. <laughs> <laughs> dirty piss. I, I, I like dirty to think, piss. I like to think dirty piss tastes it's, better than this. It's, it's pretty bad. It's I'm the color of, of like a morning piss, is what it is. But, it is. Um, well, we've we've been talking about. You normally see like imperial yeah. stouts, never like an imperial lighter beer. So. We Mitch Mitch looked up and found this Imperial Pilsner and then happened to see it in a store and and bought it and uh, it's I think it's just it's old I don't I'm not gonna swear off Imperial Pilsners I think it's just old that's aged. a wise choice yes, yeah it's a 15 percent Imperial Pilsner but so, it is skunked as all fuck oh that is heinous oh my <laughs> god so, so wow that's bad so i always oh. drink i always drink my beer unlike david gay i don't i don't leave a half full beer but in this case <laughs> i'm gonna make an exception and leave a half full beer wow right. that is that is bad i i can't let norwin be the only one i'll i'll do it but like god damn this is nasty yep so <laughs> a little more information about uh not so much the beer but me acquiring the beer was I found this, among others, at Hyde Park Wine and Spirits. Not to name drop, but I'll throw them under the bus. And uh, I went in. How much was this? This plus a (laughs) six-pack that included a couple tall boys was $8. (laughs) That should have been the clue. That should have been the clue. So I I I got all the... like beer that much? (laughs) (laughs) So I, I got all of these, went home, uh, met up with a buddy of mine, and we were working through the six-pack of like different beers that I had gotten. And the first one we opened was pretty rough. The second one was equally bad. And we like look at the bottom of the cans, and we're like, ah, that's why. <laughs> like All of them from the six-pack, I think there was one or two that were still good, but the rest of them were either like expired or manufactured beginning to mid 2019 oh yeah or 2018 <laughs> oh mm. i'm like that's why they gave me these at a discount yep and 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 some beer will age like wine but but beer like this does not age well no. this this and ages, clearly this one did not this ages like a fine milk or a tweet from donald trump absolutely yeah yeah this this is bad i am impressed that both you and norwin uh, finished yours i didn't want to i didn't want to leave norwin hanging though I so i only went up to the second rib I, so. oh, I, i'm not finishing mine and it it's looking like mitch is not going to finish his nope now when i'm sick tomorrow i have to be like was it the beer or was it the coronavirus from bums <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah and we would like to point out the beer that potentially may get him sick is not Corona. <laughs> I have had I have had illnesses from Corona many times in my life. I always called it Lyme disease. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Tick season is a uh, is upon us now. It it is, but yep. it was usually that I drank too many Coronas with limes in them. <laughs> so um, so maybe the iPad is in my future. It's hard to yeah. say. Uh, I will say that I've been. I mean, I've. I, I went for quite a few years without a tablet, uh, but I bought uh, maybe like a month or two ago, I guess, um, an 11-inch iPad, and it's been 
absurd. Um, th- there's so many things that I previously would have like grabbed my laptop for or just done on my phone now that I, I just do on the iPad. It's terrific. Yeah, I think it's a terrific piece of technology. My iPad Pro goes with me everywhere, and the previous version did as well. So, but, so I mean, I always have it with me. And I really like kind of where Apple is positioning the iPad Pro as a like you don't need like a laptop. Like this is what's going to do all that stuff, yep. um, which I think is pretty cool. Obviously there's still, I'm, I'm going to go out. I'm, I'm already going to predict the MKBHD video that's going to come out and he's going to do the exact same thing he did the last time, which is try to take that brand new 12.9 inch iPad pro and replace like the, the hulking MacBook that he has that he tries to do like uh, video editing when he's, you know, on the other side of the country or whatever. And just like little things like file access, like access to the file system on the device are what's going to like kind of burn that experience for them. But otherwise, like the hardware is going to be more than capable. The apps will be more than capable. It's just sort of that like less system level access that you're getting on iPad OS as opposed to Mac OS, I think is probably going to be still that main difference. Yeah, but uh, but he he's a he's an outlier. I mean, most people. Oh, absolutely, yes. I mean, I mean, you and I could do and edit our podcast, and we could even video this, and and we could do all that from an iPad, a last generation iPad Pro. I would probably be more inclined to actually edit the episodes if it was all based on an iPad, yeah. Uh, just because that experience is going to be so much more streamlined and simple than trying to take like. Let me take the WAV file from the Roadcaster Pro, copy it to my laptop, fire up GarageBand, get GarageBand situated the way that I need and zoomed into the level I need and then go through and start like chopping. It's a pain in the ass. Um, if it was all self-contained, you'd probably be more likely to do that. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, they also uh, released a uh, new MacBook Air. They did. Uh, pretty, they did. pretty big... Uh, set of spec bumps there looks interesting yeah Yeah, absolutely like um and and not only that a price decrease from the previous generation so it went back to the one thousand dollars that the ipad air kind of started at and had been at for a long time and then the last release it bumped up a little bit uh they kind of knocked it back down yeah i don't i don't currently have a a work computer i've been using my own personal Mm -hmm. device and uh, when I saw the spec on that today, I might grab that and, and make that my work computer. Yeah, I honestly, when I saw that, I was like, if I were to not attempt to do the, let me get like, um, given that I have a MacBook Pro for work that I do all my business with, um, if I weren't going to... Ch- get an iPad Pro and try to use that as like a personal device that that MacBook Air would be pretty enticing if I decided I needed a slightly better um, like personal laptop for stuff at home. Yeah. And um, so, uh, and then uh, you saw something you really liked? An iPhone case? I I did. Um, sadly, you know, uh, we, we, we talked about this, I think, back when I, I switched to my iPhone. Um, I went with the iPhone 11 just because i'm like the the big difference between the iphone 11 11 pro 11 pro max are are the cameras and i'm not a photography guy i take very few photos um i really could not care less about the camera specs or anything like that 
Um, so I went with the iPhone 11 because I'm like, I don't need the cameras and it comes in purple. So that's like a win-win. Um, but they released a pomegranate case for the iPhone 11 Pro. And I'm like, man, that color is absolute fire. I love it. Seems um, a little unusual to me. Yeah, like unusually pomegranate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. John's got his next podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's like even more niche than unusually pink, unusually pomegranate. But not as niche as unusually plums. <laughs> plums is unusual for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So unusually uh, infected with the coronavirus. You also <laughs> dropped some uh, watch... Uh, uh, band links in there. Yeah, they I didn't look at those. They, they did a whole. I really didn't either. I just saw that they were there. So along with the big, I guess the two big announcements were the updated uh, MacBook Air, updated iPad Pro. Um, there is kind of an update to the uh, Mac Mini, but not really. It's still on like the last generation of Intel processors, not the current generation of Intel processors, which is a little fucked um i wasn't sure what was going on with that but then they did a whole new line of uh, iphone cases and then a whole new line of apple watch bands as well so a lot of a lot of kind of cool stuff and there is still a rumor that sometime in march a new macbook pro that might be a 14 inch screen uh in the same form factor as the device you're using now and norwin you have a 13 yeah you have a 13 inch Mm -hmm. the, the one that you two use uh, allegedly there, there is a, a, a 14 inch floating around in that same form factor. Yeah. Allegedly. I, uh, allegedly. I, th- well, I think they're going to start doing their own processor with that one too. If I'm correct. Yeah. The arm rumor, processor. Rumor, rumor arm processor. Yeah. I had sent, uh, I sent the, uh, MacBook air press release to Brandy, do, 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 do. uh, because I know that she's been running into, uh, space issues on her MacBook pro, which is only 128 gig drive. Yeah. That um, was too small. It way too small. Um, that's what she said. But, um, yeah, in fact, she had reached out to me a while back. It's literally said, what she said. That's yeah. why it's a great joke. And I had, um, uh, I had told her to hold on. Yeah. So I sent her the uh, MacBook Air, and she was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep waiting for like the updated uh, MacBook Pro. Yeah, so. I had told her the rumor for, for a 14 was in March. And, and they may have rolled these and then wait a week or so uh, and roll the other so that they all get the appropriate amount of press. It's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, especially given that their thunder was kind of stolen, like they couldn't do a big live audience thing like they normally do. You know, I could see definitely wanting to not necessarily go full tilt with that. So, so John, um, this is the part of the show where we usually uh, talk about where people can uh, <laughs> can uh, can can find us on the. Uh, the interwebs. Why don't, why don't we start with our uh, our guest, Mitch? Where can people find you on the internet if they want to keep up with you? Oh, you can find me at a couple different places. The first of which would be Instagram. I post relatively infrequently, and it's almost exclusively my dog. And, and, and your dog rocks. Dove is is the superstar of the office. Super cool dog. She is. Yep. She is the uh, the backup mascot behind Kenny. Yeah, yeah I, I, I claimed she was the mascot once and got um, firmly scolded and told that uh, Ken, another Ken, guy who works here, Kenny, is the mascot. Kenny's the mascot. Dubs the fallback. All right. Yeah, so at Instagram, I am uh, Mitch.Caudill. I mean, pretty basic, first dot last. 
I'm not very privacy focused, but <laughs> when I made it, that's, Clearly. that's what it was. At least no one knows who you work for, yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also on Twitter. Uh, me and a best friend of mine, also my second cousin, uh, have a shared Twitter account called Drunk Tweets 513. Oh, and I didn't know about that one. I'm going to have to add that one. Oh, you should. It's fun. For about a decade now, we've been saying, like, we go out, have a few drinks, say something stupid, and then we're like, hashtag drunk Twitter. All right. And Wait, now we have an account. Is the 513 for Ohio, or what, what, what does that yeah, signify? Yeah, that's area code. Okay. Because, but you live here in Kentucky, right? I no. do not. You don't? No. Oh. Someone didn't listen to the first part of this episode. No. He did not. <laughs> and I, I'm the one who included him. In the, the I Ohio. know, right? <laughs> I was like, Mitch is the only one who lives in Ohio. And you're like... I'm like, oh yeah, Norwin. Looks so Nor Norwin's on that Chris, that edge of being Chris. Oh, oh well, god! Let me, let me throw it over the edge right oh, here. Boy. I'm not online, so. Oh, <laughs> oh no, he's Chris. I'm, I'm online, but I don't post anything. So you can follow me at Call of Duty Mobile at Doghole. All right, so uh, so we we uh, we replace Chris with a guy that's got a beard for radio. And hair. <laughs> Good dear. And and hair. You yeah, do have hair. Does Chris have does have hair. hair. Chris does not. So so John, where can people find you online? Yeah. So people can find me. My website is jfabhd.com, which by the way, um given that uh we've been under quarantine, um, I have a way more people uh at work reaching out to me through, you know, email and teams and that sort of thing than before. And uh like almost exclusively they call me JFab. So um your plan has now saturated the entirety of the company, Marsh, just so you're I, aware. But I, I'm I'm happy to have done it. Uh it took me years at the other place. And it, it, it They were never, slow on the uptake. It never well, clearly they're slow. They're I mean their leadership doesn't even know how appointments and meetings work and <laughs> in uh in Outlook and they have nine one one calls. Oh. Uh, but uh the, the at, least, shade. at least I'm not a director over technology that doesn't know how fucking technology works. Yeah, that would be <laughs> Uh, that would be an embarrassment, wouldn't it? It would be embarrassing, um, but fucking uh, embarrassing. The the only thing more embarrassing would be if you then called and complained about your former employees when you were just a moron who had no idea what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, that would be really bad. You think that's enough shade? Yeah, probably. It's, All right. I hope it's real dark where he's at right now. But uh, um, yeah, well, well, it's always dark where he's at. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> for many reasons. Yep. Uh, but, so oh, where well. else can we? Uh, yeah. On? So um, jfabhd.com that has links to basically all of my personal stuff uh, down there at the bottom. And then uh, I do a lot of blogging over at unusually.pink. And uh, some good posts lately. Yeah, some really good posts lately. Uh, very topical posts lately on some interesting things that have been going on uh, that I won't go into more detail about. Um, and then that's also where uh, the show notes are posted for my other podcasts that I do with Brandy. Do, 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 do. Uh, the Unusually Pink podcast. Uh, so if you go to unusually.pink forward slash podcast, or you just click the podcast link, um, it'll have a big write-up I do on everything we talk about in each of our episodes. Uh, links to all of our good stuff there as well. Uh, how about you? Where, where can everybody find you out on the internet there, well, Mark? craftbrewgeek.com will uh, will get you to some places and I'm craftbrewgeek on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and and all the normal places. John, I still have not finished my craftbrewgeek website. Um but ask me what I did finish. What what did you finish? 
I, I finally did that rodeo uh, website. Oh, did you? Okay, do. okay. Now, now, I don't think it's done, but uh, I actually rolled that out. I did a little bit of it while we were on our trip. Okay. And I finished the rest a few nights ago, and uh, I put a passcode on it and uh, shipped it off for some people to look at. So there actually is a, um, a website that's uh, partially or maybe fully completed. I don't know. Whatever they want. It's, it's, a, it's free. It's really up to them, right? It's free work I'm doing for a, uh, uh, a fundraising event. So For a good uh, cause, yeah. So good cause. So I, I did finish there. So now mine's up next. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So are you, um, are you just trying to get it like situated the way you want or what's, what's sort of like, what, what's left in the pipeline for that website? Um, the vision of the templates and how I want to lay them out. I've, I've used a couple of templates and, and finally just called BS and stepped away. <laughs> and, uh, and so, uh, I just never have gotten back around to them because most of my work is on, uh, shows up on social media, yeah. But but like you, I do want to put some writing up there, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'd like to write some stories about some of the the breweries and the art and things like that. And that's certainly better placed on those as opposed to social media. Yeah, I've uh, I've still been sticking to uh, the the goal that I think I talked about while we were uh, on location at Dead Lizard in a previous episode of you know less sort of just like dumping shit onto Twitter and, and focusing more on some of that long form stuff. That's both one, a better vehicle for getting that information to people. Uh, and also too, just tends to be like more well thought out and written than sort of like the reactionary, I'm um, this thing just happened and I'm going to send seven tweets about it in a thread with one another, like with what I'm thinking right at this moment. And then in 30 minutes when I realized that I missed something and I'm stupid that uh, now I got to go delete all those because I look like an idiot. So uh, yeah, plus, I'm working pretty well. Plus the websites and the blogs are things we own and those social media. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're subject to the man there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, um, some questionable groups have uh, been buying up some interest in places like Twitter. So I'm, Absolutely. I'm not feeling really warm and fuzzy about uh, the future of that particular platform. <laughs> so I do like the idea of, of putting more effort and time into creating content on things that I own and control. So, And I think you sense. and I both think Facebook is a dumpster fire. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's pretty trash. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Mitch Norwin? Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Anytime. Yeah. Glad to be here. Norwin, were you happy to be here? I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, real convincing. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. I am, I'm glad that of anyone to pop my proverbial podcast cherry, it was it was you two. <laughs> hey, hey, we're, we're big on popping cherries, so we glad, we're glad we could do you. A solid. Yeah. All right. Oh, good God. Hey, John, yeah. I'll see you next time. Yeah, I'll see you. Uh, I'll, I'll see you next time. Let's, let's all go have a good quarantine, guys. Yeah. <clears throat>